For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. Welcome to a brand new edition of Over the Line. I probably should just make my own theme song. Andrew McLean coming with his podcast. Gonna give you the news of the day. Wednesday edition, a very special Wednesday it is, as it is the birthday of the most important woman in my life. Patricia is the big 4-5 today, 45 years ago today, she was birthed. I got a birthday coming up in two weeks, cousin. I hope y'all, but y'all get ready. I'm gonna do. Here's the new thing for birthdays. This is what everybody does. They post on Facebook and they try to do it in a joking way, to to say, "Hey, I'm, I'm putting this out here, but I'm not really serious." They'll so say, "Oh, it's my birthday, so huh, if you want to hit me up, here's my Cash App tag," and they'll give them like their Cash App name where they can send them money digitally. And uh, they try to act like they're joking about it, but they're really not. They're really like, it's my birthday, give me some money. And, it, I mean, it works. I've given, <laughs> I've seen it and actually sent people money before for uh, for their birthday. But, you know, it, it's just, it's one of those things. I'll probably do that, let's be honest. I'll probably beg for money on my birthday, but I, I just view it as a, why not? Why wouldn't I do that? Ain't no shame in my game. All right, here we go. Again, two days in a row. If you're watching this live, we uh, were doing this earlier in the day. Y'all are used to seeing us at night, but because 
because I'm doing uh, terrestrial radio all week on Talk 99.5 WZRR in Birmingham, I'm trying to knock these out earlier so I don't screw up and not do them at all. If I do them earlier in the day, I can make sure they're done and I don't run into a situation where I've got to decide, am I going to do a podcast or am I going to get sleep? Next week, maybe a different story. Maybe next week I will uh, go back to, to night times, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Share this video if you're watching live. Make sure you uh, tell all your friends and your family about it. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or any of those outlets, you can um, you can share that as well. Share it on your social medias. And share the our social medias as well. At Andrew McLean, who on Parlor on Instagram. I'm sorry, on uh, Twitter. And then over the line on Facebook and YouTube's. Make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. I got a very special guest with me today. And just uh, because of certain circumstances, he's in here. But we'll take him however we can get him. The one and only P. Diddy in the house. P. Diddy, welcome to the show. How are you, buddy? Doing good. Well, this is uh, the second time you've been on the podcast since we started kind of doing it regular. Yep. You were on here one time. We were talking about race relations and what that means for children your age what it means for people in your your generation your age bracket uh, those are conversations you'll probably be having when you go back to school if they ever let you go back to school you know they're back on the boat of talking about you know, last you guys have heard because your mom's a teacher and she's a teacher in the same school district that you go to just not the same school y'all have been told the way things are going to work out is how. Tell me tell me the rules or the procedure they, they've told you with the mask so far. We have to wear masks on a bus, and then we have to wear them in the hallway. Okay. So. Right. But we don't have to wear them in the classroom. And in the classroom, we're closest to each other than we probably ever will be. Right. So, the drill is, on the bus, you got to have a mask on. Yeah. When you get off the bus and you make your way to the hallways, you got to keep it on. Oh, and you have to wear them during lunch, which I don't know how that's going to work. That'll be fun. It'll be real fun. So, you wear your mask when you leave the house or while you're at the bus stop. You put your mask on before you get on the bus. Yes. You cannot take your mask off until you get to your classroom. And when you exit that classroom, mm -hmm. you have to put it back on. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying you got to have your mask on when you're on the bus or in the hallway, you just say, I got to have my mask on at all times unless I'm in a classroom. Yeah. Basically. So, yeah, that's that's going to be kind of weird. It's going to be weird, especially at lunchtime when everybody's... I, I don't know. I'm not going to criticize it. I've criticized mask people for so long now, and I've made it clear that if you want to wear a mask, that's okay. I, I, I'm not bothered by that. But it's silly for you to think you can tell me I've got to wear a mask. Unless you own a business that I'm trying to patronize, that I'm trying to shop at, you can't tell me to wear a mask. It just doesn't work. Kids, I think, trying to make, you know, 200 to 1,000 kids wear a mask simultaneously and make them, force them to remember when to put their mask on and take their mask off, I think it's going to be absolutely impossible. Because you know, like, when you've got a small dog and you put a shirt and shoes on that small dog, 
the dog's like, the dog looks like he's having a seizure, right? Yeah. He don't know what's going on. He's kicking his legs while yeah. he's trying to walk. He uh-huh. just, whatever's going on, he wants it off. So imagine having 200 little dogs you're responsible for. <laughs> You've put a shirt and shoes on every one of them. <laughs> and you're trying to get them to keep that on <laughs> until you get them from point A to point B. It's not going to happen, right? Yeah. Same thing applies when you when you uh, have got a bunch of masked children running around in school. <laughs> You're not going to be... Because you know, and as I'm telling this, P. Diddy, you know exactly. You've got a kid in your head right now. You're thinking, there ain't no way he's going to keep his yeah. mask on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... He's going to have it on the back of his head. They're not providing masks. Like, half of these kids are going to show up because... There's one kid that's going to be in the bathroom wiping his butt with his mask. Yeah. <laughs> coming back in the room. Why my mask smells funny? <laughs> it's going to be bad. It's not yeah. It's not going to work out. Not to mention, the school is going to have to have some sort of rules or regulation as to why, what kind of mask. Because every kid is going to... And, and you, we've already been on this road with you. You've got a mask that's got the the Jordan symbol on the front of it, the yeah. Air Jordan symbol. Uh-huh. Every kid, it's going to be a, a thing about being cool with the mask. You want yeah. a cool mask. Uh-huh. You want some kind of logo on it or a phrase or whatever. So where is, where's the line with the school from what you can and what you can't wear? Because at some point, some kid's going to wear a mask up there. It's going to say something offensive, and they're going to be like, you can't wear that. Black Lives Matter mask. Yeah, Black Lives Matter, or they, they come in with a Trump 2020 mask, and a teacher gets mad, and they're like, oh, I can't wear that. That's, that's hate speech. That's what I'm going to wear. Yeah, I wish you would. I, I, w- I have one. I'll wear it. Oh, you already have one? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's the one with Donald Trump's yeah. face? It's his actual like bottom half of his face. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that'll be funny. You make sure you wear that to school. And on Hat Day, I'll wear that and I'll make it work. And you're ready to get that. In your MAGA hat. Yeah. Yeah, if you get suspended, I'll come pick you up. Don't worry about it. Yay. If you, if you, you know, if you get suspended or you get in trouble at school, you're in trouble with me. But if it's related to, to politics or being a conservative or even a Trump supporter, I got your back. I ain't going <laughs> to let you go down like that. So, uh, let me do this real quick, because the reason P. Diddy's in here is because I made him cut off his PlayStation long enough for me to do a, um, do a podcast, because he's, he's got all of his stuff set up in my studio, and I don't really know why that is. It's just weird. There comes my alarm. Hey, it's time for your diet food. Um. Totally not. Totally not your studio set up. What do you mean? My bedroom. Oh, oh yeah, this is your bedroom. Yeah. Oh, I've had the studio in here for so long I forgot this is actually your bedroom. <laughs> My bad. I was like, why did you bring all your stuff in here in the first place? You should do it in the bathroom. I, I should do the podcast in the bathroom? Yeah, that would be better. Hmm. It might be better for me. Because sometimes, like, when you got to go to the bathroom... Sit on the toilet. I could just... I could set up my mic and my... Drop a plunky one when we do the podcast. <laughs> I can drop a deuce while I'm doing the podcast. You know, sometimes you got to go into the go to the bathroom in the middle of a second. And you're just screwed. Did you hear a little splash? <laughs> you're right. <laughs> make it... Every time I make a joke, do a splash. Kind of like a, a rim shot. Like a... <laughs> my own homemade sound effects. <laughs> with a nice echo to it. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good idea for me and you to do a podcast together. <laughs> All right, let me uh, let me throw some headlines at you. There's not a lot out there right now. Uh, some interesting things to take note of, though. 
first one, I noticed that the U.S., the feds had ordered the shutdown of a Chinese consulate in Houston, in Houston, Texas. So kind of like, and and P. Diddy knows a little bit about this too, just from playing like Call of Duty and stuff like that. You know, I've had to explain what embassies are and and things of that. Consulates are kind of the same thing as an embassy, right? So China, who's not necessarily our best friend, you know, China who put this pandemic on us, China who's spying on us through TikTok, these guys have a consulate in Houston, Texas. And apparently we, we've we watched them close enough, we're realizing that they're running some sort of spy operation out of that consulate. I even saw a statement from Marco Rubio where he said that that very thing he said this consulate in houston is a front for a massive spy operation uh he goes on to say let's see here what did he say as p diddy slams the door he must have got a very important phone call he's like (laughs) talking about consulates i'm out of here um so this consulate is basically a front it's kind of the central node of a massive spy operation commercial espionage, defense espionage, and also influence agents to try to influence Congress. He said uh, that the closure of this consulate was way overdue and that, where else? I'm looking for the rest of his statement, but this stupid website... Washington Times, what's wrong with y'all? Y'all got freaking 20 pop-ups here. And it won't let me scroll. Um, Rubio predicted that China would close one of the U.S. facilities as a, as a response to the U.S. So they're expecting one of our consulates or our embassies over in China to be shut down. But what's here's the weird part is once they made the announcement late last night that they were going to be shutting it down... China, or the the Chinese people at the consulate started burning documents that they had there. I mean, in in mass. And this this is just reports. I haven't seen actual video footage of this. But the reports are that once word came down, the people working there started burning all kinds of documents. Nobody knows what's in those documents. Could have been the proof that they, in fact, were using that as a, a front for a giant spy operation. I wouldn't be surprised. That's China's M.O. So it's been their M.O. for a long time. The only reason it's a big deal now is because we're actually pushing back on them. In the past, whether it's under Obama or it's under George W. Bush or it's under Bill Clinton, they were doing the same thing, but we were just letting them do it. We didn't care. Our leaders, quote-unquote, our leaders in Washington didn't care, so... The media didn't care. And if the media doesn't care, the the general public doesn't care because the general public doesn't even find out about it. The Chicoms are looking to destroy the U.S. from in. From within. And and the more information they have, the better off they are, the, the, the higher the chance of them actually accomplishing that. As Marco Rubio said, they're in there with the intentions of not just spying, but influencing policy, influencing Congress, which will then influence 
other things. Now, you think about this. We have many in Congress, all of them on, on the left side of the aisle, that have policies that line up identically to China's policies. Like the pr preferred proposal of China would line up perfectly with a lot of policies these people propose. And it's the radical left, obviously. These are the people they're likely working with. So that consulate will be no more. There will be repercussions. You can almost guarantee it, but we'll just have to sit here and wait till that goes down. And at that point, we will uh we'll just we'll just go from there. What else we got? Um a lot of people I posted something on social media last night. I posted it on Twitter, then I turned around and posted it on uh, Facebook, and I had a lot of pushback on it from people uh, either commenting or messaging me or whatever. One of the big things was the fact that I said the, the left is now calling the coronavirus, they're calling it, uh, I'm sorry, they're calling the Chinese virus, they're calling it the Trump virus. And the responses I got from that, one of them were just ignorant and, and you know, diverting to another subject and you know, laughing at me because I'm a dumb hillbilly that don't believe in the mask and all this stuff. But others were saying, I've literally never heard that. Nobody is saying that this thing is called the Trump virus. You're just making that up. So I figured what I would do with this podcast, I would allow the person who originally dubbed it the Trump virus to tell you for herself. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi was on Wolf Blitzer yesterday. And here's what she had to say about where we're at and what she thinks the, uh, of the new name of the virus should be. Listen to this. Recognize uh, the mistakes that he has made by now embracing masks wearing and the recognition this is not a hoax. It is a pandemic that has gotten worse before it will get better because of his inaction. And in fact, clearly, it is the Trump virus. Well, what do you mean when you say the Trump virus? The Trump virus. If, they, if he had said uh, months ago, let's... Wolf Blitzer with that hard-hitting reporting, he's like, what exactly do you mean by the Trump virus? Like, are you trying to say that Trump started this virus? That Trump went to China and infected others, so it would then spread across the world? No, Wolf Blitzer. You know, because you probably talked to Nancy Pelosi about this segment before you conducted this interview. Because y'all are all in cahoots together. Ask, let's not, let's socially distance instead of having rallies and political whatever they were. Uh, then more people would have followed his lead as the President of the United States. Instead of being a bad example, making it like a manhood thing not to wear a mask. So in any event, uh, was we... Do you feel like it's a manhood thing, P. Diddy, uh, to, to go without wearing a mask? Like, Do you feel more manly when you don't have a mask on than when you do? No. Or I feel what? right when I don't have a mask on. You feel, you feel right. Yeah, but, like... Like you feel normal. Yeah. But when you feel when you wear a mask, how do you feel? Controlled. Controlled. Controlled by the government. Yeah, I was just about to say controlled by the government. Yeah, I think that I don't think it's got anything to do 
with uh, macho uh, misogynism or, or, you know, toxic masculinity. By the way, I just learned how to drink water. You just learned how to drink water? Yeah. What does that even mean? I was at my friend's house the other day, and I was drinking it, like, with, my, like, all my lips around the bottle. I was like... Well, that is... <laughs> and I was like... And, she, and it was making a loud noise, and it was, like, crumbling like that. Right. And I was like... Put your, put your headphones on so you know how loud you sound when you're away from the mic. There you go. And I was like, dang, that's loud. And then she's like, that's not how you drink water. And I'm like, yes, it is. And she shows me. And I'm like, what? You mean you've spent your entire 10 years drinking out of a bottle <laughs> like, with your entire... You can't... Oh, gosh. I'm glad you stopped when you did. Do you know... How hard people would go on you if they caught you out in public, especially if you're a public figure. You take me for example, okay? I'm not that much of a public figure, but there's a few people out there that know me, right? Yeah. If I got caught out in public and they saw me drinking a bottle of water like that, it would be front page headlines, big picture of me (laughs) on the front of (laughs) AL.com. And that picture would never go away. It would always be on the internet. It would be pretty funny, too. I can't believe that. How have I not noticed you doing that and stopped you? <laughs> if I would have noticed it, I would have said, no, 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 we're not doing that. Because a briefing on the coronavirus should be about... Nancy Pelosi's trying to answer that for you. What? <laughs> I said because it was loud and we were trying to be quiet because um, parents told us to be quiet. Mm. So, because we're in the living room. And, you're, and, and your cousin's like, hey, not only is that loud... That just looks stupid. funny. That looks stupid. <laughs> Please don't do that. Anyway, sorry. Back to Nancy Pelosi. You see how rude she is. I'm talking to my child and she interrupted. Now we can go back to you. Science. And that is something the president has ignored. It should be about governance. And now he's finally embracing saying, okay, it's okay to wear a mask. So I think a good deal of what we have suffered is clearly the Trump virus. So what you're saying is that uh, thousands of Americans have died because of what the president has done or not done. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's clearly evident. We're approaching 4 million. We're approaching 4 million, in fact, of people affected by this, infected by it. And a large number of, you know, like 140,000 who have passed away. If it's important to wear a mask now, it would have been important to wear it in March instead of telling us that by April we'd all be going to church together. We should have been wearing the African garb. You remember that her and Chuck Schumer and some of the other Democrats, they came out wearing like dashikis and like African scarves and quilts. That's what we should have done to protect ourselves. That's what Trump should have done. He should come out and be like, well, in, in, in my defense, if we're going to harass people about what they are and aren't wearing... Let's just take you back a short month ago after the killing of George Floyd and look how the Democrats were dressing. That doesn't honor anybody, by the way. With some pasty white millionaire coming up and dressing like she's from Africa. Like, that's not honoring George Floyd in any way. What was her name that thought she was like Pocahontas? Oh, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Yeah. She, she she comes out in a headdress with feathers, mm-hmm. and then Nancy Pelosi's dressing like she's in The Lion King. <laughs> Raising Joe Biden. <laughs> 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 
She's got Joe Biden in the air <laughs> on the edge of a cliff. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Let's see. So, Nancy Pelosi, she's, uh, she's walking through the halls of Congress. She comes around the corner, and all you hear is, Please stand for the Speaker of the House. She's trying to pick up Joe Biden, but he won't let go of her neck because he's sniffing her hair. What if, what if that's how Joe Biden's so, like, just messed up and Nancy Pelosi just dropped him? She dropped him head. on his head? Yeah. Joe Biden, at some point in his life, was most certainly dropped on his head. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. <laughs> There's no doubt about that. So there's Nancy Pelosi and uh, uh, the new term, the Trump virus. It's no longer the Chinese virus. It's not the coronavirus. Not even COVID-19. It is now the Trump virus. Now, speaking of Joe Biden, Joe Biden and Trump, at some point during this campaign, we're going to have to have some sort of debate. Something. I don't know what that's going to look like, if it's going to be virtual, if they're going to do it on a Zoom call or FaceTime, or it's going to be uh, uh, something. Something's got to happen. You cannot hold a presidential election if you don't have these two face-to-face debating on the issues. It's just, you know, there's, there, there's no way around it, okay? I was thinking about that the other day, and I came across this video that the Daily Caller had put together... And it is, it is Donald Trump talking, well, I'm sorry, it's Donald Trump and Joe Biden each speaking about debating one another. So it's a montage. It's got, it goes back and forth between Trump and Biden. <laughs> and it becomes so apparent, first of all, Trump is so hilarious and he's witty and he'll be able to, you know, dissect Joe Biden to where he's going to be unrecognizable when it's over. But to hear Joe Biden talk about how much he wants to debate Trump, it becomes painfully obvious that that is actually the last thing he wants to do. Even my 10-year-old here knows how dangerous it is for Joe Biden to get on a debate stage with Donald Trump. It would not turn out good. Yep. Hillary is a very experienced politician who has her wits about her when compared to joe biden and she couldn't even handle it she was on the receiving end of some of the most savage lines from any politician in history because you'd be in jail she left with nothing empty-handed here's that video it's again a montage of the daily caller put together uh (laughs) just clips of 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 biden and donald trump Speaking about one another and a potential debate coming up. Let Biden sit through an interview like this. He'll be on the ground crying for mommy. He'll say, mommy, mommy, please take me home. Well, we've asked him for an interview, sir. He can't do an interview. He's incompetent. And so I can hardly wait to debate him on stage. I want want people to see me standing next to him and him standing next to me. (laughs) We'll see who's sleepy. And you know why I won't lose? Because the country, in the end, they're not going to have a man 
who who's shot. He's shot. He's mentally shot. I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. Let him come out of his basement, go around. I'll make four or five speeches a day. I'll be interviewed by you. I'll be interviewed by the worst killers that hate my, my guts. This is a guy who doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know how to run the country. He, he is making us more unsafe the way he's responding to the coronavirus. He has done virtually nothing well that I can see. Biden wants to come in and ruin our country. Triple your taxes. He wants to add regulations that I've all cut. He will destroy this country, but it won't be him. It will be the radical left. Joe's not going to be running the government. He's just going to be sitting in a home someplace. <laughs> and people are going to be running it for him. Your response to the Is president. Is that the stable genius saying that? <laughs> oh, give me a break. God love him. Joe Biden is a dummy. I'm going to beat this man <laughs> like a drum. The enthusiasm for Biden is non-existent. Don't I wish I were debating him? No, I wish we were in high school. I could take him behind the gym. That's what I wish. It's just he says, I don't, I don't wish we were debating. I wish I could take him behind the gym and beat him up. Joe Biden's always had a problem with that, though. When he gets in an argument with somebody, he always. He always resorts to physical violence. For some reason, he thinks physical violence is the way to go. His arthritis muscles. <laughs> right. And speaking of Trump and him ripping Hillary Clinton apart, I I'm telling you, you go back and listen to some of the Hillary Trump stuff, That will that is nothing compared to what will happen between Trump and Joe Biden. Just, just for a refresher, here's some of, uh, here's some of Trump and Hillary from that campaign. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. I will release my tax returns against my lawyer's wishes when she releases her 33,000 emails. I have a feeling that by the end of this evening, I'm going to be blamed for everything that's ever happened. Why not? You can say any way you want to <laughs> say Why not? But Bill Clinton was abusive to women. Hillary Clinton attacked those same women and attacked them viciously, four of them here tonight. Her client, she represented, got him off, and she's seen laughing on two separate occasions, laughing at the girl who was raped. Donald, uh, you're not going to be able to insult your way to the presidency. That's not going to happen. I'm so, at 42 and you're at three, so so matter. far I'm doing better. Doesn't matter. So far, I'm, I'm telling you, it's going to be absolutely savage. Savage. It's going to be must-see TV. I remember there was a lot of hype around those debates with, with Hillary and, and Trump because we even, at the station I was at, um, WIDE, we planned a watch party with listeners. We had it at a local diner, and so listeners showed up. It was the first event after I was hired on to the station, so it was my first time meeting listeners or whatever, we had people come out on like a Tuesday night to a diner just to watch the debates with us. Sense how big of a deal it was. It was crazy. Real quick, um, we've only got a few more minutes, but we have another special guest that just walked into the studio. It is the birthday girl herself. P. Diddy, hand her that microphone. Will Pass that. You just open the door and bust in here. Okay. Because it's going to fall off the, the gimmick there. <laughs> so we got to we'll wow, see. Wow, twice in one day. It is. It's a big deal. So pull the, uh, 
before I turn your mic up, yeah, push it in, pull it, twist it, bop it. You remember the bop it's? That's what you're doing. I was pretty good at that game. <laughs> Were you? Yeah. Were you a bop it pro? Yes. So, uh, Trish, it is your big day. It is. Um, I was hesitant about telling how old you were, and then you put it out on the radio, so I don't have a problem saying you are 45 years of age at this point. That's uh, 45 glorious years. Now, there's a lot of people that are not going to believe that when we tell them, because uh, you don't look 45. You look, P. Diddy, if you're guessing how old Trish is, be generous. How old would you say she was if you didn't know? Be very generous. 31. That's younger than that's me. What I, that's what I actually thought when I first saw her. You thought, thir oh, she's 31. No, that's what you thought? 31. I didn't think. Oh, you thought she was 30? I thought she was like 30 something, yeah. So she was 30, but now it's her birthday, so she looks 31. I got it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I want to wish you a very happy birthday. Uh, I still... I gave you a small serenade on the the radio airwaves mm -hmm. today while you were in studio. Uh, if I had that audio, I would play it right now, but I don't have it yet. Hopefully, I'll have it soon. Oh, it is. Yeah, you already listened to it. One question for you. Okay. How did I age an hour in less than a day? How did you age? I mean, how did I age a year in less than a day? Was that? Are you not forty-five? No, I'm not forty-five. That's right. You're forty-four. Wow! <laughs> My birthday's not November twelfth. Oh, <laughs> uh, I've already said she was forty-five like three times on this <laughs> podcast. Okay, so she's forty-four. See, when when you look so young, but your age does not match it, you just kind of throw a number. It doesn't really matter. I don't know. Just ask where her birthday was. I'm kind of concerned about myself. Yeah, you should be. <laughs> it's today, buddy. <laughs> I said, and I said one time it was November twelfth, just because I got confused. It is no, <laughs> and I've never lived it down. You were so proud of yourself for knowing my birthday. <laughs> but isn't that a good thing? <laughs> but you I... were wrong. You didn't even have the month right. <laughs> well, and it would immediately have been fixed if you would have told me instead of pulling your cell phone out and recording me and mocking me for another fifteen minutes. I saw that video you... today too. Well, you led me to believe it, I had it right. Because <laughs> so I was excited. Himself. I was very happy. I'll have to post that video again so people can watch it. That's uh, one of the best birthday presents I've ever given you. Was that embarrassing video of myself. <laughs> well, alright, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get out of here. We're going to post this podcast. Uh, I'm glad we're doing it earlier in the day so we're not constrained to a nighttime podcast on your birthday. We can actually spend time together. Instead of me spending time under this hot light in this hot studio where Peyton has moved all his stuff in here for some reason. We're going to be building a bed tonight. Oh, has he got a new bed? No, we're putting Lauren's new bed together tonight. Oh, I got you. That does sound exciting. <laughs> <laughs> More housework. How exciting. <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, that's it. I'm out of here. Y'all have a uh, fantastic rest of your day, rest of your evening. Whenever you're listening to this, we'll have a brand new podcast for you up and going tomorrow. I don't know what we'll talk about, but we will figure it out. That 
Andrew McLean Who on Twitter at Andrew McLean Who on Parlor, also over the line on Facebook and over the line on YouTube. Make sure you subscribe. And until next time, see you, Cut. <laughs>